Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon. Brandon Wound. Pickups. Hey, this is me, Todd Novak. Thank you so much for joining us for the Guitar Knobs podcast. We're really excited to be hanging out together and uh, talking about awesome guitar stuff. We've got a fantastic show for you. Tony, what are some of the things we do on the show? We like to talk about gear. And we like to talk about, and to, sometimes, the people that are making this gear. Yep. And that could be anything from guitars to amps to pedals to pickups and speakers. Yeah. Speakers. And And pick guards. And Jared, what do we have occasionally? (laughs) A Nice learning full 101 episode. A learning full. A learning That's right. full. Look that up in your uh, dictionaries, everybody. I wouldn't. Okay. Uh, so, speaking of 101s and speakers, who do we have on the line right now? John Sanchez, Warehouse Guitar Speakers, alongside Trevor English, also Warehouse Guitar Speakers. Woo-hoo. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Forever. Yeah, you. you can say hi too. Buddy. <laughs> hi. <laughs> John said I wasn't allowed to talk. <laughs> he only beats me a little. Yeah. <laughs> Morale doesn't improve any other way. <laughs> so uh, like we've got uh, we've got John out in Portland, and we have Trevor in Kentucky, and we're in Ohio. This is. We're, we're just reaching across all over the place. That's right. That's it. We're yeah. practically international. We're practically right. international. <laughs> coast to coast. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. <laughs> well, we for sure are international. We've got oh, listeners yeah. all over the world. Yes. Hello to everyone out there in the far reaches of the world, wherever you are, eager to hear about guitar stuff. This is Speaker Replacement 101. Woo! Yes, we got a 101 series back in action, and we'll get uh, we'll get into what everything that we're going to talk about then. But I can assure you, it's about speaker replacement. So mm. stick around. We got a couple of announcements really quick. Everybody, we want to just give a little bit of extra thanks to what uh, what we're calling actually what Mark Paget termed this as the Patreoner role. Now these are the patrons that uh, have been supporting us that are not exactly at the executive producer level, but have nonetheless been supporting us for a very long time. And they keep this place running. So thank you so much. We're going to run through these and recognize everybody on this list. Connor Malarkey, Martin Cliff, Nutter Guitars, CJ Mapes, David Kaminga, Mark Paget, Stephen Sassville, Oliver Gonzalez, Robert Marfleet, Robin Smith, Peter Marshall, Carlos Mancha, David Wolfson, Derek Fitzer, Jared D. Armit. I said that with such conviction. Jared D. Armit, David Hare, Monkey 13. That's real. Fatfoot Effects, Jason Rodiger, Co. Schneider, Nicholas Ogburn, and Hamish Haynes. Thank you all so very much for supporting our show. In ways that, um, you know, don't get uh, as much of the recognition, but everybody certainly got uh, some great rewards from us. So at whatever level you want to get in at, um, we welcome your help and support. It means a lot to us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We also want to give a big shout out to Rode Microphones for the Rodecaster 
Pro Pro recording unit that we are using. We also want to give a big shout out for the Procaster mics that have been uh, in front of each of our mouths for quite a long time. What are these mounted we're on? smart enough not to, to, to stay in our own place. That's what we're smart enough to do. These are mounted on articulating arms, Tony. Thank you. You know full yeah. well. Love them. <laughs> All right. We are going to welcome warehouse guitar speakers into the fold as we discuss very briefly, because we've got a big show, what is going on in our music worlds this week? Tony, would you like to lead us off and then we'll jump over to those guys? Okay, that sounds fair. So uh, we talked a little bit last time about the uh, Eric Carmen Joan Jett melody maker that I'm putting back together, putting together, not for you, uh, but you know, me. you know, I'll let you, I'll let you touch it. I'll let you look at it from a distance. Weird. Uh, well, you know, that's the kind of guy I am. But anyhow, uh, work has begun. I posted some things on Instagram, so you can. We're going to do kind of a time lapse analysis of the project. Cool. So had to do a little bit of filling work. Got a little bit of body work and sanding to do, and then it'll be off to MJT Custom sure that wasn't Guitar a trip Finishes. To the spa. It was not a trip to the spa. <laughs> it was not. It was not. All right. And uh, get that thing painted up. I got all the uh, the, uh, the other parts together. And uh, once it's painted, it'll be a quick assemble. That's awesome. I can't wait to see that thing. Uh, let's uh, hop over to John Sanchez. John, what is going on in your music world this week? Uh, this week, a uh, guitar tech buddy of mine, Chris Draper, was uh, is on tour with Daniel Caesar. And he uh, stopped through uh, Portland, had a day off on Monday. And came back to the house and geeked out over a bunch of speakers and talked about tone and all sorts of stuff. So um, that was fun. And then just uh, you know, uh, messing around with these pedal kits that we'll get into later. And, oh, and yes. And, uh, you know, spread the word about that. So that's what my week's been. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Jared, how about yourself? Um, our friend Drew uh, showed us a picture of a white... Uh, flying V, an Epiphone white flying V, uh, given to Jeff Schroeder mm-hmm. uh, by one of his buddies at uh, that place for Tesla. And I had the pleasure of building a set of pickups for that guitar. Um, and now the, the guitar is all white. The fretboard is white. Um, it's got red perloid uh, pickguard and white knobs. So the the white pickups that are were previously in it were just kind of a dull white uh whatever so uh, i built a set of pickups for uh jeff and what i did is i used some clear bobbins and i painted on the inside of the bobbins uh one red and one white because like, ze- like a zebra not, not style one pickup was red and one pickup was white uh, yeah so each pickup was Humbuckers. a red white humbucker Right. And it had kind of that clear on the top, but underneath was the the color. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of matched the knobs that were on the guitar. It looked and, really and, great. And those were based on the tone that that uh, is in the other two guitars that you've yeah. done for him. Yep. Very awesome. similar. Very cool. sounds like yep. a candy cane. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Drew <laughs> like it was Drew amazing. installed them that the day we gave them to him uh, when he we played them that night. Thing. Right. Played, them on played, stage. played it that night. It Sweet. was awesome. Uh, it was hopefully, great, if you guys have seen our, our Instagram feed with uh, plenty of those shots, if you haven't, go check out at Guitar Knobs on Instagram, and you will see exactly what we're talking about and lots of other awesome stuff. That was a big highlight. So Fantastic. While I'm speaking of that, uh, if you want to go over to uh, uh, Trevor, you manage the some of the social stuff 
Uh, where yeah. can people check out Warehouse Guitar Speakers right now? Uh, it'll be uh, WGS USA on Instagram or Warehouse Guitar Speakers on Facebook, mostly. Um, uh, otherwise, uh, this week we just started a new uh, series on YouTube um, called Monday Morning Loops, where we will, uh, Daniel, our resident uh, guitarist, uh, you know, kind of a kind of been a mentor of mine uh, since I've been here, and he he creates soundscapes with uh, with with looping pedals and does all sorts of uh, all sorts of crazy things. But um, we just uploaded our first uh, Monday morning loop where Daniel lays down a loop, and uh, it's it's pretty cool. So check that out on Warehouse Guitar Speakers uh, on YouTube. And uh, we'll, we'll be putting one out every Monday. Good. Todd, what about you? What's going on in your musical world? Anything new, my friend? Yeah, my musical world. Uh, well, we need to check and make sure. Uh, was that your uh, musical world there, Trevor? For this week, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's that's kind of what I've been focused on. Just in case you had some, like, oh, I, I had lunch with Ace Freely or something you wanted <laughs> to. <laughs> that too, Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, mine's nothing like that. However, uh, for myself, I have a hand-wired amp that one of our former guests built. He, he had since passed, but he was a really early uh, contributor on the show. He was on episode 9 and 10, I believe. And he was a local guy that hand-wired hand uh, his own amps. To, Dave. Uh, and, yeah, Dave Harris. Yeah. And I have one, and it started to get a little squealy on me, so I took it over to Rob Chafe and uh, let him check it out and... Um, I'm supposed to pick it up tomorrow night. I'm very excited about that. Mm. We what do was, miss Dave Harris. What was wrong? Do you I know? don't know. You don't know? He said, you know, he kind of gave me the rundown a little bit before, um, but uh, I said, well, when I when I pick it up, you can tell me all the things that are, are actually wrong because he was, he was like, it might be this, it might be this, it might be this. So anyways, we'll see what happens. So I'm excited to, to put that back in action. And um, yeah, anyway, so that was my... My little week right there. Yay. Nice. Yes. Well, enough of that. Let's move on yes, to... let's do... The Speaker Replacement 101. Correct. I love it. Uh, when we were out at Winternam, I had a chance to speak with both of these chaps on the phone. Uh, talked to Trevor at length about some of the new speakers that they had coming out, which was really great. I enjoyed talking with uh, him as you, Trevor... I'll speak to you in your first person <laughs> uh, and, uh, and had a great talk with John. And as we, you know, he says like, Hey, I'd love to come back on the show. I'm like, perfect. Cause I've got an idea. And that was, we get a lot of, we get a lot of, uh, questions about, you know, I, I have an amp. I don't know what kind of speakers to put into it. It's sometimes it's difficult unless you hear them, but how can you hear them unless you buy them? What do you need to consider? So we thought, hey, that would be a really great 101. Now, we've had warehouse guitar speakers on previously, and you have to go in the Wayback Machine to find that. You guys were on pretty early, and I really did appreciate having you uh, on so early. We did an extensive episode on literally everything you need to know about a guitar speaker and how it works and what are the parts and the components and why it does those things. It was so informative, and, and for a very long time, it was our highest-rated episode. Awesome. Yes. With this one, uh, we want to focus on... All right. So let's say you've got a, a consumer-style... Is that I guess Would that be the best way to put it, gentlemen? 
a consumer. Yeah, sure. Just, a, I guess, non-boutique, mass-manufactured um, products, something you typically find in Guitar Center or Sam Ash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so your top-selling combo, usually a combo amp, um, we've got, we're going to attack a couple of cabinets by themselves based on what amp, you know, uh, might be associated with that. And sure. really, you just want to find out what could I replace those factory speakers with? Uh, if I'm looking for a different type of sound, or maybe it's damaged, or maybe it's really old, or, you know, who knows what. Or blowed up. Or blowed up. Maybe you've done blowed it up. <laughs> Don't want to do that. Or has sun damage. That's also uh, people leave them in, their, in the rooms by Is the windows. S-U-N-N damage? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, so I'm really excited to talk about this. Uh, and guys, you're gracious enough to uh, jump on. We're also... Towards the end, as John mentioned, we're going to talk about another endeavor uh, that they are associated with, which is all pedals and uh, the uh, the kits that they are producing. So we got a little bit to talk about on the backside of this. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, when I first to well, when we first started talking about this, what were your initial reactions? When we first started talking about this episode. Uh, upgrade options, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you sent us a pretty good good list. Everything from you know Blues Junior, which I personally own, uh, Deluxe Reverbs, which is you know probably one of the most gig damps ever. Uh, Hot Rod Deluxe is also up there. Um, Fox and then the newer Boss Katana. It's a, it's a really good mix. So I think our, our recommendations will not only help the owners of these amplifiers, but if you know somebody has something similar and a similar with a similar tube complement or or power rating, and they're they're looking to either get a little bit more volume or maybe dial back the voicing i think they'll still be able to take these suggestions and apply it to their their amplifier at home even if it's not something we talked about so i think we we have a pretty good uh good spread to cover perfect perfect and then if 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 they're one of these amps is not on this list that we're going to talk about they can always contact you and i'm sure you guys have plenty of really good suggestions too right oh absolutely yeah and where can they do that uh info at wgsusa.com cool Yep, now, we, have a, uh, we have a contact form through our website as well. Uh, you can call. Um, I'll be the guy who answers. I recommend speakers to people every day. Um, uh, number is 270-321-1003. Perfect. And, okay, so guys, when people are going to consider, hey, I need, a, I need a new speaker set, what are some of the reasons that they might be looking to replace? Well, I think the number one reason is obviously there's something uh, lacking in in the voicing of of the amplifier. Um, whether they're they're tr trying different guitars with you know single coils, humbuckers, there's still something missing, and and they're trying to either sound like uh, one of their heroes on a record or or trying to match the sound that's in their head. So. Um, Different magnet sizes um, are one of the bigger attributes to to the voicing uh, of the speaker, as well as you know the cone. How does let's well let's just jump right in that stuff. How how does a magnet uh, really affect your your voicing? So with with ceramic, which is um, you know one of the more the widely used materials in, in guitar speakers, there, there's traditionally two sizes. There's the uh, the M, which is you know medium weight, thirty five ounce, and that's typically ninety seven dB efficiency. Um, the heavy H magnet, those are fifty ounces, so those are typically hundred dB. So that that three dB difference doesn't sound like much, but but sonically it is it is tremendous. So you will get um, so. 
and it, so like our, our Green Beret versus um, the Reaper. So very similar soft parts, but the, the only difference really is the, the, the magnet size. So right. the Reaper does a lot of what that Green Beret does, but it gives you more. You get, you get more top end, more mid range, more low end. And okay. um, a Green Bag is just a, the Green Beret is just a more, more balanced uh, voicing of, of you know, uh, the, those British tones that we know. Okay, and and just for cl- uh, clarification, the the green beret and uh, the um, um, reaper, the reaper. Sorry, thank you. I was <laughs> I blanked out real quick. And the blank, those, those are both uh, WGS model speakers. And as we go through this, they're going to be referencing those models that they have with these. But that said, um, you know, this is uh, they're they're passing on the information to you know. Whatever speaker company you want to use, this is going to be helpful information. Now, that said, they make some pretty outstanding replacement speakers. They are the leaders in replacement speakers. So, um, you know, that's why we have them on. All right. Now, how about some other things to consider when you are looking for a replacement speaker? Uh, there's also on Nick uh, just one more magnet material to to uh, to mention. It, it, it's one of the more expensive motor structures out there. It's an alloy of aluminum, nickel, and cobalt, and that also is typically 100 dB efficiency. And it's a very highly revered um, material. Uh, typically, just people associate like a, a bright, lively, chimey top end to it, while still having you know some mid range complexity and, and uh, more than ag- adequate low end presence as well. Um, but things to consider are, you know, if let's say your 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 amp just you could use a little bit more more oomph out of it. It's just not maybe cutting through in the mix. You're getting lost in in, in a band situation. You could potentially have M magnet speakers in there. Throwing a, a some, some H magnet drivers, getting that extra three dB, that will absolutely help. Uh, help you be more present in the mix and not just in the SPL, but also, like I said, the voice and you, you get more of, of, of what that speaker is doing and um, what your guitar and amp uh, are trying to push through it. Mm -hmm. Now I got a question for Trevor. I, uh, this is something that I've heard referred to uh, with other guitar players, but sometimes you'll stand in front of an amp and you're like, Whoa. And then you stand in front of another amp and you won't say, Whoa. part of that is coming from like what we're calling like pushing air. Now they may be similar amps in nature, but like one is literally feels like it's pushing more air. What is if they're on a if how much does a speaker play into that? Uh, a speaker honestly plays a huge part. Um, it's the last part of your signal chain, um, and really, it's it's uh, you wouldn't think so, but it's an, an aspect of the amp that gets overlooked very often. Um, you know, I was even one of, one of these people, uh, (laughs) once upon a time, I didn't think that the speaker that I had in the amp mattered really, uh, just whatever, whatever's in there, if it makes sound, it's, that's how it's supposed to sound. But, um, really it's, it's, it's very important. Um, and it's one of the easiest ways that you can, you can upgrade the sound of your amp. Right. Now, if I think myself included, I would I would look at this list and say, well, surely uh, there are some there are people who are saying we've spent months trying to figure out what speaker should go in this particular amp. So why would I, my little self, think that I'm going to do it better or maybe mm-hmm. 
different or in a better way. Um, <laughs> but well, we should also remember, and this isn't a knock on any of these manufacturers, is is they're also trying to hit a certain price point so that the amp is affordable, that the supporting retailers have inventory that they can move to to potential customers, and to to hit certain numbers, you have to you know you you make certain concessions on on the build. So um, a lot of these speakers, they're they're decent workhorse utility speakers, but Companies like WGS were in the business of an upgrade. So when, right. when you invest um, uh, uh, in our products and you install them, you will understand why that upgrade uh, matters and is relevant to to your tone. It's it's um, like like Trevor said, it's the last it's the last component in the chain, and it's one of the easiest and more affordable upgrades somebody can do. The, the alchemy that these these um, companies you know, do in their, their design phase there, there's, like I said, there's, they're trying to hit a, a certain price point. So, um, they give you a great platform and you're absolutely free to take that platform to the next level, depending on what your, you know, the tone in your head is that you're trying to achieve. So, so you've, a lot of times, it sounds like you've talked about this before. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> we do this, uh, the speakers what over like yeah. 15 years now <laughs> I, I mean honestly like i just looked over at tony and gave him the aok signs this is really great it, it's already i'm excited about this and i can't wait to hear <laughs> what you guys are saying and i've already learned a few things which is also i guess pretty easy because i don't know everything so <laughs> like, it's true <laughs> well i mean it's it's a lot like i mean a guitar player will think nothing of putting a different set of pickups or several different sets of pickups in a guitar, but you know, they may not even think about changing out a speaker. So right. I think this is, a that, and that's true. I mean, I did retail for seven years and when people were looking to, you know, upgrade their rig, you know, they absolutely went for pickups first over the, over a speaker. Usually mm -hmm. a lot of times when someone adds, uh, when someone replaces the speaker in their amp, uh, that they're, that they're so used to hearing, uh, in a certain way, it's kind of a eureka moment, and it's just it's it's pretty undeniable. Yeah, it becomes like a new amp for a lot of people. A lot of people have come back to me and said, "Look, I had this speaker in here for five years. It blew, or I just got tired of it. Whatever. I put this. It's like a, it's like a whole new sound. It's like a, it's it's and and that that new sound can you know hopefully it it creates a whole new level of inspiration and and you want to play more and you're you're maybe going outside of of what you normally do and you're you're being more creative because of that new voicing in your amplifier. You made a good point of saying like, you know, it is affordable. I think most people don't consider this for whatever reason. I know I didn't. When I first started learning, l looking into this, I was like, oh, geez, that's going to cost me a fortune. It so doesn't. You can get a pretty much like a set of speakers for less than a pedal. Right. In most yeah, cases. Right. Exactly. Um, so... Boy, oh boy, we got a lot of stuff to uh, to talk about. And I'm sure <laughs> anybody who is listening who said, hey, wait, that's my amp. All right. I'm just going to kind of cr cruise down the list so that you're not waiting around forever to find out. We're just going to get into this. All right. Number one amp. Uh, now, I, I did submit a list and we based this off of the most popular amps that, that, that we could find on uh, cross between Sweetwater um, guitar center and uh, reverb. This is not all of the amps. This is a basic selection. So we kind of hit all the major points. We heavied up a little bit on Fender because they have so many different amps that offer different things. So, and obviously that's a pretty popular one, popular brand. Um, 
I would like to go ahead and start off. John, you you said let's start off with the one that you own. Uh, Blues Junior. Yeah, so I've had a Blues Junior uh, since like I don't know, two thousand three, two thousand two, somewhere around there. Nice. Um, I put a ton of different speakers in. In it. But uh, I prefer, a, you know, a larger H magnet driver in there. Um, I think that 15 watts, um, as it stands, is a pretty loud amplifier. But throwing an H magnet driver in there just really brings out um, every, every little every little bit of wattage that 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 amp has. And um, the EQ is pretty large on it. I mean, it, it's 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 you know it's got a, a ton of low end on tap. You know, the the mid range, the, the the treble. I mean, everything is is. It's really big, big voicing for for such a small fifteen watt package. So, um, like I said, my personal preference is a large H magnet driver in there. Um, but lately, I've been playing some of the WGS smooth cone speakers, and I don't know if a lot of people are really hip to you know the American vintage uh, smooth cone drivers. But the benefit with with the smooth cone driver is if you have a bright amp, you know, like 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 a Hot Rod Deluxe or 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 you know you know you know some of the Vox stuff, the smooth cone really does a great job of smoothing out the top end. It really does a great job of taming it without really restraining. It's still very present. It, it, it's you, you still have plenty of control with your with your tone stack. But if it's a little spiky and it, and it hits your ear a bit hard, a smooth cone driver might might be the remedy you need while also you know. Uh, keeping all that that rich mid range and low end um, nice. in, in the voicing, it, it, so that's that's something else that um, you might want to check out for your blues junior. And uh, one of our main house recommendations is the uh, is the Reaper. So like that, like I said, it's an H magnet driver, uh, thirty watt um, trio paper coil, and that's a great complement for that for that circuit. Yeah, don't fear the Reaper. <laughs> don't fear the Reaper. Trevor, really quick, can you uh, explain? Uh, I know that John already kind of went through a, a, a smooth cone driver, but sure. maybe just but aside from the sonic uh, it, uh, things about that, what what exactly is a smooth cone driver like? Uh, it's it's just literally a smooth cone versus the either ribbed or, or seamed cone that you see in, in most speakers. Oh. Um, and, and again, yeah, it, it gives you a warmer sound, um, you know, breaks up really nicely, really smooth. Um, yeah. So if you have, if you are thinking, well, maybe if I don't want it to be smoothed out and you want, if you're looking for, so as we go through some of these amps and you're wanting maybe more punch, more power, more, I'm assuming that's what you're, you're going to get with the, the, the ribbed cone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, roughly. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and, and the Reaper is, is, is a really good option for the blues junior. Um, it's one of the ones that I recommend the most and, uh, really turns that amp into a more usable, uh, sort of thing. Awesome. Great. And one model we, we recommend with, with just about every Fender circuit is the ET65. That that speaker is, you know, it's a typical rib cone. Um, it's an M-magnet driver, um, so you have about 97 dB efficiency. But but there's just something about that design that does a great great job at, at really focusing some of those those really big-sounding Fender circuits. You still get plenty of articulation and detail, but the dynamics are just really punchy, and it just does a re- it's a really good pairing with with just about every fender circuit that that, that kind of accommodate a 12 inch driver awesome so what what is uh it, what, what would normally come stock from the factory and and like a, a blues junior uh, mine had an eminence special design okay 
That's which, right. You know, is a very small magnet driver. Um, and like I said, it's, it's just just a utility driver. You know, right. It does a decent job at, at at pairing with the the circuit out of the factory, but it's nothing really, you know, really tremendous. So. Okay. One, of the, um, one of the weak points is is the low end response. Uh, yeah. You know, when you hit that speaker with all the low end that's capable uh, from the from the Blues Junior, uh, it kind of just gives up and and, and farts out mm. at a certain mm-hmm. point. Um, kind of like Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving up. <laughs> but ching. Yeah. Uh, uh, awesome. That's great. Let's uh, let's continue down the Fender line really quick. How about the? Uh, well, let's see. What do you guys want to tackle next? Uh, deluxe reverb. That's that's. There's a ton of those out there. What do you think, Trevor? Uh, the. Uh, I kind of stick to two speakers for the deluxe reverb uh, that tend to do best. Um, one is the ET65 uh, that John already mentioned. Uh, it does a really good job at sort of retaining that that classic blackface uh, sound, um, while also improving your bass response, uh, sort of warming it, uh, up the the top end response, uh, while while still keeping that that sparkle that you that you want from a deluxe reverb that's that's actually probably a good distinction i think a lot of times when people are thinking about fenders specifically a high end comes into play and if there's a difference between sparkle and ice pick (laughs) exactly right absolutely sparkle is what you know when you when you hear johnny marr play you're like oh yeah bring me that (laughs) but then you get one and then you plug it in you're like that does not sound like <laughs> it might be the fingers too. I'm just saying, but uh, it's quite possible. Yeah. Well, how about what's your take on, uh, for guitars specifically, uh, 10 inch speakers versus 12s? Uh, tens generally will uh, be a little bit more mid range geared. Um, a 12, of course, is going to have, you know, more bottom end response, uh, maybe a little bit more articulate top end, um, but uh, you know, I like tens uh, for for that reason. You know, guitar is a a mid range instrument, and on stage or you know, in a in a in a band mix, you want to be heard. And a ten is really good at doing that when it's mic'd. Interesting. So uh, for the uh, for those who are considering tens, or maybe not considering tens, and you should be potentially depending on what you're doing, um, actually. Our pal Drew has a his amp is coming out. Drew Fop, uh, and uh, he's um, he's got his new uh, Los Dos amp that he just released. He's only making forty of them. They're hand wired, and he's got one with a with an accompanying. If you buy the head, he'll give you the cabinet, but it's got two tens. And when he said that, Jared and I both went, "Really? Why two tens? Because the the combo has a single twelve, but he'll I think mm-hmm. he'll also do it with a single ten, but um, and so that's interesting to find out why the, a, a 10 might work. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm so interested. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, on, on the deluxe reverb, do you find that there's any difference between uh, the black face or the silver face at all? Uh, not, not really. No. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So we've got deluxe reverb down. Blues Junior down. How about the Princeton? Ooh. Uh, for a Princeton, uh, there are a few tens that will work. 
if you want to kind of stick to the the original sort of sound that uh, they get out of a Princeton, I would lean towards a veteran tin. Uh, our veteran tin is a uh, speaker with a small magnet. Uh, it's an 18 ounce magnet. Um, not quite as robust as, as our others, uh, like the G10C, G10CS. Um, and you also notice that it's a, it's a 20 watt speaker versus the, the 75 watts with the, with the G10C. Um, that speaker breaks up at a fairly low volume. Uh, so if you, if you do want to get that grit at a, at a reasonable volume level, the veteran 10 is really good at doing that. Uh, on the other hand, if you wanted something a little more clean, something with a little bit more bass response, uh, maybe a little more pedal friendly, uh, the G10C is a, is a really good option. And then even further, if you, if you like what the G10C might be giving you or, uh, and, and, uh, and you might want something a little warmer, some people tend to think the Princeton's a little too bright. Uh, the G10CS, the smooth cone version uh, of the G10C, is a you know it's a it's a good remedy for that. That's interesting. Now you have uh, you brought up something which um, I, I'd like to push on a little bit. When we're talking about headroom versus breakup, what components should I be considering in an amp if, if or in a speaker when I'm if I am hoping to get more headroom or hoping to get earlier breakup? Uh, the the magnet weight uh, is is a big one. The power handling rating is 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 also pretty, you know, it corresponds to to that um, pretty closely. So we've got the twenty watt veteran ten, the seventy five watt G ten C. You know, one's going to be a lot cleaner than the other one. So it you it would be okay if I said, you know what, I, I really want my amp to to break up early. I want to get the actual amp sound. I I'm okay to sacrifice some headroom. The the, the uh, factory speaker is sixty watts, mm-hmm. but I if I drop a twenty watt in there, nothing nothing's going to blow up. It's just going to break up earlier. Right. Yeah. Okay. Could you do that reverse? Could you say, hey, uh, it's a sixty watt speaker, but I'm going to put a hundred watt speaker in? Does that still work that way? Uh, I mean, you could. It might be a little sterile. Um, but, but you know, a, a 75 watt speaker in that amp works just fine, uh, considering that that you might want to to keep it clean. So I think one thing you you want to make sure is um, if your amp is rated at a certain output wattage, you don't want to use a speaker that's uh, lower rated. In other words, if you have a, a 50 watt amp, you don't want to put a 20 watt speaker into that. Sure. Yeah, that's correct. You you run the risk of, of blowing that speaker, especially if you're somebody that really drives your amp and and you know comes close to cranking it. That can absolutely fry that voice coil. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right. A little bit of a distinction there. Hopefully, everybody followed along. The amp will break up very nicely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and <Okay>. very early. <laughs> Speakers. Will. Now, uh, as far as the, I know, another major component of the speaker is the dust cap. Does that play into this at all? Yeah, absolutely. There's different materials, and depending on the size and the material, can absolutely uh, one of the first things that affects it is the high end. So, um, you know, larger 
flatter dust caps. Um, they have a tendency to to kind of smooth out the uh, top end, while you know smaller, tighter, tighter domed uh, dust caps let more of that top end through. Okay, and just for if everybody's like, what the heck is a dust cap? In the center of your speaker, the little round, the little round part that usually, if you touch it. Is never going to go back yeah. out. <laughs> Don't, Don't touch. touch. It. Yeah. Do not touch. Right. Especially if, if, if the speaker is moving. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So that's good to know. Um, so when selecting a speaker and it's a, and it's talking about a dust cap, if you're like, hey, I really want to do maintain my highs, um, a smaller dust cap will contribute to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Look at look at me learning stuff. All right, uh, let's. Uh, I, I think we're we're kind of good on the fenders. I think right now. Yeah, let's move along. Well, with, yeah. with regards to headroom and 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 wattage, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. typically uh, uh, higher wattage speakers are also using a more heavier um, voice coil material, more heat resistant, such as um, you know, Nomex. It's typically around you know sixty sixty five watt um, power rating. And capped on and uh, fiberglass for for really higher wattage uh, drivers, so you know upwards of eighty and eighty to one hundred watts. And what you can expect from it, you will get a little bit more detail. It's it's a more rigid material, it's stronger, so it's gonna it's gonna govern that cone a little bit more. So you will get a little bit more headroom. You will get a little bit more detail and articulation with a higher wattage speaker. So some of those vintage stones from the seventies where guys were using twenty five watt. Uh, drivers with their 100 watt marshals and you hear you know that 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 speaker break up that part of that that you know the cranked uh, marshall tone that's also because of that you know treated paper voice coil in those drivers okay yeah so there's there's a lot of components going in this but that's why when you go to your site all that stuff is broken down in great detail um right. which is why this episode is very helpful because if you don't know that detail it's it could get easy to get lost a little bit um, Absolutely. Oh, what they could no, do is no fault of your own. By the way, you do a very good job of trying to explain it. They yeah, could. All right, thank you. They, they could try. just buy one of each. Yes, I bet. I bet the the warehouse guitar speaker guys um, would like that. Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick left turn and hop over to. Well, let's say we're gonna get back into some combos, everybody. Don't worry. But let's say you got your favorite Marshall head at home. JCM eight hundred. Or or whatever, or a JCM eight hundred, or JCM eight hundred, um, and you've got uh, you got your your slant cab sitting there, and you're you're all you're stoked on that, you're proud of that, but uh, you've been hearing things and reading things online about doing putting different kinds of speakers in, and even mixing and matching. Can we talk about that real quick? Ooh. So, so typically, so this is, this is my personal preference. A lot of guys go outside of this. My personal preference is I like to match SPL when, when mixing speakers, there's there's a a lot of uh, combinations out there that contradict that my ears personally hear a bit of an, uh, an unbalanced uh, voicing coming out of the cabinet and, and, you know, like that, that SPL, it's just, you, for, for me, I, I just prefer to match it. And, um, by matching the SPL, you're also getting, you know, similar, um, you know, what, what one speaker is doing and the other isn't the, you know, and vice versa. They, they, I find more of a, a, a compliment with the mix when the SPL is matched. Um, but, but again, that's my personal preference. Um, could you so quickly the benefit explain is what an SPL you, you, is really quick one more time? 
Uh, the, so like the DB, the, the, the sound pressure level, the efficiency of the driver. So, and that goes back to the magnet size and material that we, we discussed earlier. Okay. Know, typically okay. Uh, Green Beret, um, ET65 type speakers, 97, 98 DB, and the H magnet drivers are 100, the heavy 50 ounce magnet are 100 DB. Okay. Um, so when mixing, I just prefer to, to keep the SPL uh, similar. So you can mix, you know, like a full-size El Nico and an H-Magnet and get that same SPL or, or an, an Invader and an AT65 and, and, and get, a, get a similar um, efficiency out of, out of the cabinet. So both, both speakers are kind of, they're complementing each other in terms of the voicing, but they're also matching each other's uh, projection, projection out of the box. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh what are Trevor? You and I talked about this actually a little bit, at, which I'm sure you remember. <laughs> of course, at, at Nam. Um, but it, it, just ex, expanding on a little bit about what uh, John was just saying, if you are looking to, I personally, I think this is a great way to to help get your own signature tone. Is that I, we talked about other people asking about it? Could you just touch on this? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, one of the things that, that I try to do when matching speakers is uh, consider the, uh, the, the mid-range response for one uh, of each speaker. Uh, one of the more popular combinations among customers uh, is the ET65 with our Veteran 30, which is, uh, which is kind of a, a smoother, warmer take on your classic V30. So the, you've got the ET65 with a more uh, sort of open, uh, creamy sort of mid-range response, uh, and then the Veteran 30, which is a little more aggressive, more forward. Uh, those tend to complement each other really nicely uh, to kind of give you, you know, the best of both worlds. Okay. Now, one might say, uh, "Hey, my my Marshall cab, like it sounds like a Marshall. Why would I want to re- replace those speakers?" Uh, it'll still sound like a Marshall, uh, just better. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, it, anybody else want to comment on the uh, the whole like uh, just you know that was pretty specific to Marshall cabinets, but um, what about mixing uh, an Alnico uh, with a ceramic in the same cabinet? Yeah, that's that's usually what I do when I'm mixing um, speakers. Is one, one's uh, an Alnico and the other's uh, an H magnet, fifty ounce uh, ceramic. Okay. The 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 two, I just feel like they really do a great job at, at complementing each other in terms of the voicing. While while, like I said, they're the efficiency. They they pretty much match each other. So there's nothing that's really uh, unbalanced coming out of the cabinet. Okay, good. Now let's say you take that same cabinet to a gig this weekend that you hope you're not sick at. Um, and you, the guy comes up and he sticks his one little, uh, microphone right on your speaker. Do you say, excuse me, monsieur, I will require another, <laughs> another microphone or, or is that already compensated? How does that, how do you, what would you recommend there? Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on how accommodating the sound is, but you usually you, you may have to pick it. Are you going to go with the, the ceramic or? Or the El Nico, so um, yeah, that's yeah, that's I guess that's a that's a different <laughs> situation. 
if he can throw two mics in front of it and he's got the channels and he'll, he'll, he'll mix it for you. Then that's, I mean, that's, that's the ideal scenario, but otherwise you just, you just pick a speaker and, uh, you know, hope both of your choices are going to be flattering in the mix of the show. Or, right. you, or you could just buy an ox and just bypass the speakers completely. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but for sure, don't let him put it in the middle in between the two. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Because there's nothing like the sound of uh, wood. <laughs> um, all right. Well, cool. So that was a little cool segue. Um, let's hop over. Let's try something like the Boscatana. That is a very popular amp. And. This is a little different because when you're talking about something that is basically a digital lamp, right? Um, it's it, it, like the consideration of saying, I want it to sound like a certain something is a little strange because those amps are designed to sound like many things. How do you handle that? Um, well, well, one thing is, is, is really tough upgrading amps like that is, is you know, as Trevor will mention, mention is uh sometimes you just don't have enough in internal cab space to to put something like an h magnet driver in. so when, when you're upgrading an amp like that you first thing you should do is definitely see you know how much space you have to to actually put an upgrade and what your limitations are um the boss katana from what i've seen some of those drivers there for that for for a boss rolling product it does have a a beefier magnet than a, a lot of their other products do but it's still not even quite as big as a full-size 35 ounce magnet but but Tre trevor what, what were some of the recommendations you've had for the the boss katana and uh so if you have an amp like the katana that can do a, a wide range of sounds you kind of want to pick a speaker that's that's fairly neutral um something that doesn't color your sound too much uh, i tend to lean towards you know again the the ET65, it's gonna, I'm gonna sound like a broken record here, but it's a, it's a great speaker. Um, and it does get along with those modeling amps really well. Um, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very complimentary and it's uh, an, a pretty solid upgrade from the original speaker. And when we're talking about modeling amps, I mean, we can throw in there any of the Line 6 stuff, uh, even the, the, the Fender Mustang. Uh, which we we've got a uh, an old version two Mustang three in in our little studio here because it does so many different things, um, so that's a good a good way to upgrade those and get a little bit more punch out of it. Sure. Yeah. There's also the Invader 50, which really has a lot of that that British greenback tone in there. But it's a very warm, balanced voicing that that while you are going to add some color, it's I think it's going to be very flattering, flattering regardless of what amp model you're you're putting through it. And, and I think it would pair very well with a variety of modelers. So it sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right, that's. Mighty fun. How about now, Trevor? You mentioned this one. This one wasn't on our list immediately, but uh, when I asked you, you said definitely the Black Star HD. Uh, yeah, the HT Club Forty. Uh, that amp comes with a Celestion seventy eighty, uh, and I get countless calls and emails about the Celestion seventy eighty. Nobody tends to. Nobody seems to like it. Uh, Why not? <laughs> Uh, it is, let's see, uh, some of the complaints I get is, uh, 
it's it's either sterile. Uh, there's no bottom end presence. Uh, the top end is too bright. Um, it just it, it pretty much runs the gamut. Um, but that makes my job easy because <laughs> pretty much pretty much anything that you put in into an amp that came with a 7080 is going to sound a little bit better than the 7080. Uh, don't mean to throw shade there, but but it's true. <laughs> the 7080 is, is goes back to what we said earlier. It, it's a utility speaker. It's 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 good enough, but it's it's not you know it's not like a really high end driver. It, it's it's um, handles a lot of wattage. You can be used in, in in you know variety of applications, but it's not a very flattering uh, tone that comes out of that driver. Maybe uh, so. Jared's got a Black Star, and he loves it. Uh, when I first heard the uh, his Black Star, I. I did not like it, and I, I couldn't really put my finger on it. But maybe that was that was the reason why. Also, I'm not an amazing player, so that always makes me. <laughs> so um, well, I also, I mean, again, I'll go back to that Invader 50, which is one of my favorites in the line. It just it does a great job of of delivering everything you know we we love about you know British tone, while well adding our own our own flavor to it, and it's it's it handles a lot of wattage. It's it's incredibly versatile, and it's just a really smooth, big, fat voicing. And it's it's you know for for an, uh, an M magnet driver, which I normally don't gravitate towards, this one just does a great job in a variety of situations. And I think in that Black Star will absolutely um, be, pair very well with that circuit. Awesome. So, so you don't need to run out and get a new amp necessarily. Start with trying to upgrade your speakers. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right, Jared. So there you go. Uh, how about the... Hang on. Just real quick, guys. We were going to just do three more, and then we'll hop over to the pedals, okay? Sure. Okay. All right. Tony, this is, up, mm. this is up your alley. Yes, it is. The... Uh, the Vox AC15. Oh, is that the hand wired or the, no. the, the non hand wired? Okay. What do, you, what do you like in that? I think I already know, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, I personally tend to lean towards uh, something like a greenback, um, which would you know, be the, the Green Beret, uh, maybe the Reaper if you wanted a, a little bit more bottom. Um, and then, of course, the uh, the black and blue Alnico that we make, uh, which is kind of a kind of a take on on your old classic blue. Um, they all do slightly different things, but they do them very well in, a, in an AC15. Now, AC15, uh, the, the Vox speakers have come with a variety of different kinds of speakers throughout throughout time and history. So, if you are, if you maybe have been on a, a message board or something, and somebody's raving about, like you just mentioned, the blue. Uh, and Tony, can you yeah. talk about that just a little bit? Well, yeah, I mean, I, my, I have a, one of the hand wired AC 15s and that, are, that one came with, uh, a slush and greenback, uh -huh. but I, from experience and, and other thing, other amps that I've had, I've, I put a blue into it. The Jensen blue. Uh, is it? No. no? It's a blue. <laughs> Celestian. Celestian blue. Celestian okay. blue. So it's an There is a Jensen Alnica. blue, but isn't there? No. Uh, there's no Jensen blue. Not a blue? There's not another blue? Are you sure? <laughs> there's there's no Johnson blue. and Johnson. Yeah, Johnson and Johnson blue. Selson blue. Selson blue. Selson blue. Selson yeah. Blue. I put a, so I put a Selson blue in it. It was way <laughs> off. Yeah. You're my bullet blue. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, let's start that one over. 
Okay. Why? <laughs> okay. Well, let's just keep rolling That's with it. That's going to be a great outtake. Ah, yeah? But anyhow, I mean that. So I mean that to me is the quintessential Vox sound. Uh, you know, the that, yeah, and and you, that is one of the more holy grail tones. Is is a is a blue with a Vox. But actually, in January this past uh, winter, Nam, they released uh, the AC15s with our G12C American voice speaker. Oh. Um, which was a bit of a curveball. So they did a little, a little limited edition thing, and uh, it was received very well. And and I think tonally, it, it, it does a great job with that that British circuit. Huh. there you go. All right, so maybe chase one of those down, everybody. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, I did have a, another quick question of uh, you know, as we're mentioning speakers, and one of the first things you guys let out with was you know, smooth cone versus a, a rib cone is. Um, are are all the ones that you're referencing? Do you do they do people have the option to choose either a smooth cone or a rib cone for for each of the speakers? Or uh, no, they don't. Uh, the G12CS is is our primary smooth cone speaker, and then make the ten, uh, which is just a ten inch version of that. Okay, okay, and everything else is rib. Essentially? The rest are, are ribbed. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Um. Keep the snickering to a minimum, everybody. For her pleasure. All right. Uh, Tony can hardly <laughs> contain himself. Uh, let's see here. How about the... Uh, let's head over to the... To, uh, over, back over to, to the UK for some orange action. Orange. Yeah, everybody out there with an orange speaker. Uh, <laughs> speaker cabinet or, uh, or combo. Not a whole lot of orange combos out there. It's mostly heads and cabinets. Yeah, generally. Now, let's say you got a 212 cabinet. Hmm. What would you recommend for an orange enthusiast? I like uh, the the Veteran 30. Um, the V30 type has uh, it's sort of a, a time tested uh, thing in, the, in, a, in an orange amp. Um, I believe that's what that's what orange uses primarily in their cabinets. Um, but if you Maybe you want that feel with uh, with a little more warmth. Uh, the Veteran Thirty is a it's a really good option. Tony, I like Creambacks. That too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just no, like if you like Creambacks, you should definitely check out that Invader Fifty. The Invader Fifty, absolutely perfect. Or the or the ET sixty five. That's a good. Uh, it's a good alternative. That sounds like the Swiss Army um, knife of speakers. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> also the Retro 30. The ET was a, uh, started out as a kind of a, our answer to the Celestion G1265. Um, okay. What we wanted to do was to make, uh, to make an answer to that speaker with a little more warmth um, and a little bit more of a creamy feel in the mid range. Uh, and, and we did it. And then, uh, you know, a lot of people reference uh, the cream back or, you know, they'll say, is the ET65 supposed to be a cream back? Well, the ET65 was made as, like I said, our answer to the G1265. And then shortly after, uh, Celestion came with their answer to, to that, which was the G1265 cream back. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. What I, about what about mixing impedances, or not uh, not matching no. impedances? I should <laughs> yeah, say, do not That's mix no, no. impedances. Absolutely not. You you can you know it's, so the impedance is really 
uh, you know, resistance. And if the it's not if the transformer can't properly process that, it, it you can do serious damage to your amplifier. And just yeah, really quickly for those who maybe not as familiar with impedance, impedance. Sorry, on the back of your cabinet, uh, or you rather your your combo or, or amp, there's either a lot of them have switches, so you yeah, can you switch can. between four, eight, or sixteen, mm-hmm. and so we can start there just as like, all right, there, there's impedance. Now, if you don't have that variable and you know for sure that your that your cabinet or your amp only accepts like an eight ohm impedance, then you definitely don't want to put in like a 16. Is that what I'm hearing? You want to match it. Definitely. Right. Here's a twist too. If you actually have a, an ohm meter, um, and you grab an old speaker that's supposed to be 16 watts, and you 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 know you select 16 ohms or 16 ohms. I'm sorry, and you test it. You know it could read 12 or 13. 13. Yeah. Right. I mean, so don't don't be confused by that. But that that's kind of yeah. I forgot thing. how many years ago they standardized it just to you know for the ease of of being able to you know create a format. Um, but it, it's, you know, what, what dictates the impedance is the amount of, of wire that's wound around the voice coil. So 16 ohm speaker, there's more wire wound around the voice coil, but it's finer An eight ohm voice coil. There's less winds, but it's a bit thicker. Thicker So it's all about, you know, like I said, uh, um, creating that, uh, desired amount of resistance for whatever format you're, you're manufacturing. Now let's say, uh, you buy a speaker and you on the back of your combo it says four eight or 16 okay and you put your speaker in and it happens to be um an eight ohm speaker and you say well i'm going to see what this sounds like at 16 and you switch it to 16 are you gonna is that what what's going to happen it, nothing, nothing good. It, it'll work for a little while, but eventually that transformer is going to get really upset, and uh, you're you're going to do some damage to the amplifier. Okay. Um, now, what you what you can do, and Trace Davis from Voodoo Amps wrote a really long piece about this, and he explains it very well. Um, but and I think he used the Blues Junior as an example. Is you can use a 16 ohm driver with an 8 ohm transformer, and he used the Blues Junior as an example, and he and he and he did a good job of explaining what you can expect sonically and in terms of the feel and response. Um, that's one of the, the, the very few exceptions you can, you can do in guitar world. And, and when in doubt, if you're nervous, just, just match just it. Match just em. match it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, if you're unsure, don't, do, don't play anything until you're sure. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> All right, guys, we have one more amp. And uh, this is a, I'm just saying, because I, I just picked one up recently. I'm just saying here. So you have something like a like a 1980s PV classic VTX or something that someone replaced the Scorpion speakers with uh, some old Eminent speakers. What would you do? Take it back to the shop Stop and get it, your money Tony. back. No, <laughs> it's amazing amp. Yeah, yeah. You want? Um, let's see. There's a lot of those out there. The PV, PV people are, you know. No, there's, there are a lot of classic yeah, yeah. 12s out there. Yeah, definitely. Classic 212s. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I would I would look at probably the ET90, uh, which is a, you know, higher power version of the ET65. Uh, 
I think you should put a pair also, of JBLs in that. What? <laughs> sure. <laughs> just so, Get just out of here. so you yeah. can just so just so you can peel the paint off the walls. Uh, by the way, Tony, I replaced the uh, crickets button with an eject button. So <laughs> watch it. All right. So so yeah, those came those originally came with scorpion speakers and probably even if you spent any time on Craigslist, you I'm sure you've run across blah 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 scorpion speakers. And those were the sort of the the, the factory uh, their their own version of a really fantastic speaker. Their mm, um, that was their second level. The Black Widows were the were the were the top but of those the heap. came out later. Okay. Anyways, if you say so. Well, I'm just you know, Anyways, let's, when you see, when let's you, get part, let's get Hartley on the line. Yeah. Okay. Well, well that might be tough, but, um, so uh, the Scorpion speaker is highly desirable. Uh, you know, if you want to keep your, uh, your, your old PV, you know, factory correct. And, uh, they're actually, those speakers are worth more than the actual amp altogether when they're <laughs> sold separately, which is kind of crazy. Crazy. Cause yeah. I've looked at that because I, I got one on the cheap, but it didn't. The, someone had taken the scorpions out and put in the other ones, right? So I said, "Well, no problem. I'll just go." What? How? Twice as much as the amp? Oops. <laughs> yeah, crazy. So yeah, you know. Um. Anyways, cool. All right. So it got really quiet when I brought that up. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should put some uh, Paracels and Blues in. Yeah. Hey, I'll do that. hey, if you if you like the scorpions so much, just uh, keep them in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I would have. Uh, so I think someone else liked them so much that they didn't keep them in there. Oops. Um, I see. Yeah. Or they so, blowed them up. They did. They probably did. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, so, okay. That is a pretty complete list without getting that. That's a lot of information to intake. You guys have given us some really fantastic ideas for how to upgrade uh, most people's amp. Like the overwhelming majority of people probably fall into some of those categories that we talked about. So. Um, very, very helpful information and, uh, make sure that, you know, if you have any further questions about this contact warehouse guitar speakers and, and reference this and they'll, they'll help you out for sure. Also go to the site and you can actually learn quite a bit. That's how I actually got in touch with them in the first place. I was like, this is really good. I need to talk to them. Now. We're going to move just really briefly over to something else very exciting that Warehouse Guitar Speakers is doing. Uh, John, you sent yes. me two boxes. Two boxes. Uh, one, uh, it is the Slammerai Bushido Drive. These boxes contain pedal kits. And just so everybody knows, we're going to give away one of these kits, okay? The other kit uh, was for me to experience and build. So I documented that, and that will be, you can watch the entire build on IGTV, and that'll be coming out pretty much when we release this, okay? So Excellent. make sure you're looking for that. The entire build. But don't worry, some of it's like fast-forwarded, so you don't have to you know, watch me solder every little thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 12-hour video. Yeah, no, it isn't. It's actually the, the entire thing from start to finish. It will only take you, I think, 20 minutes. Oh, excellent. And it's really fun because, you know, it's me. Anyways, <laughs> uh, tell, us about, tell us about these things here, John. So... You know, David, Dave, David Young has been, you know, in, in this industry for a while, you know, his, his father started, you know, almost 50 years ago. So he, he's grown up with it. He, he's 
dabbles with guitar a little bit, but he's really not a musician. And, but he is, is a, the... an enthusiast of, of science and technology and, and manufacturing. So his he wanted to after you know over a decade with you know bringing WGS to market and um, developing all pedal as a contract manufacturer for for boutique brands that are ready to um, you know increase their production and and. And, and uh, expand their brand. Um, he wanted to kind of create something that allowed any any anybody thinking about getting involved with electronics, um, building a pedal, something that gave them a, a pro boutique quality pedal. But it was it was uh, you know a low barrier to entry. It wasn't an, an intimidating um, project, and he wanted to make it fun and, and give you everything you needed uh, in the box except the soldering iron. So he came out with these, uh, uh, he worked with our, 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 our lead designer, Justin Simpson on, on, on these kits and, and what we need to do to, to bring these, these projects to, to market. So it's, it's, it's partially SMT, it's a surface mount circuit, but there's about 15 to 20 components, depending on, on what, what pedal you get that the end user has to install. Um, so, and then there's literally everything is, is in the box except the soldering iron. There's three printed sockets to, to, you know, scroll the nuts and everything on, um, comes with the solder and it, it's everything in one box. And when you're done, um, it took me about an hour. Um, and when you're done, it's, you have a, a, a boutique, uh, you know, pro pedal when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're done. So you have that, that experience of, of, you know, uh, trying to, you know, you know, solder and then, you know, work with electronics and then you have the satisfaction of actually completing a project that you'll actually use. So it's, it's, it's something that he, he was really excited about. And, 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 uh, the feedback we've gotten has been, has been met with a uh, similar excitement. So for those who aren't aware who David Young is, uh, would you uh, care to explain? Uh, David Young is the, he is the president and founder of WGS and, uh, and all pedal. Perfect. Perfect. So he's the one uh, who's helping us get all these things out here. Now, um, you brought up something really important, which was, you know, it being a kit. Now you can get a, you can get a full kit anywhere on the multiple places online. But for those who are just interested and we get mail, we get messages about this all the time where people are like, hey, I, I decided to build my own pedal. I got a kit. Um, online and started to do this myself, it can be daunting if you're not familiar with it. My first pedal kit took me more, way more hours than I even care to share because I had sure. no idea what I was doing. Um, this allows you that experience without the fear of like completely ruining it. And one thing that you guys did an amazing job with are the instructions. I've had several sets of instructions from several different pedal kit uh, manufacturers, and hands down, th these are they're, they're not only helpful in in a way that allows you to not mess them up, but they're informative. It actually there are, there are teaching moments within within those instructions, and I really appreciated that. Oh, that's great feedback. Yeah, they even give you a little bit of a, a little primer on how to solder. So that yes, correct. this really is is geared for someone who's never done anything with electronics, and we wanted to make it as, as easy and unintimidating as possible. Yes, and uh, for those who have been listening recently, on the Instagram video, I also managed to not be able to say 
that word. Solderless. <laughs> I, I, I jammed up on it and I was like, you got to be kidding me. So I have a hard time saying solderless. S-O-D-D-E-R. Just, Just think of it that way. Yeah. Solder. Solder. My tongue does not want to do that. Anyway, um, so tell us about what, what you have in this line. Uh, you've got, so we have the Bushido drive, which is, uh, which is, it's an overdrive with an EQ. Yeah, so you get a full tone stack, uh, plenty of gain on tap, and um, and volume behind it. So this is something Justin's had, he's had for a while, and um, so he uh, he just I don't know a lot of you don't know Justin Simpson. He's he's been building pedals for you know, over fifteen years, so he's got a ton of experience. And um, yeah, this design was was very easy for him to convert to to a kit and. Uh, still give give somebody a really worthy overdrive that that'll be at home and just any pedal board and, and it's very versatile and, and you know works well with variety amps and, and genres what are some of the other pedals that you are offering the other one is the galactivice which is a compressor so this one um can, again, this one can also i mean kind of act as a, a bit of a clean boost as well um you know, re really, really quiet operation. Uh, does a great job at, at you know, uh, uh, you know, softening, uh, softening up the rough edges of your tone and, and beefing up your signal. Um, and then the the next one that's going to come out is the bandsaw, which is a, a fuzz with that'll have some some octave functions as well. Um, I believe Justin is still doing some fine tunings to the prototype, but um, that shouldn't be too far off. Hopefully another, within the next two months, we'll, we'll have that ready to be released. So you've got, a, you've got uh, two pedals out, you got one on the way, and if you, if you were listening out there and want to try out a pedal that you can build yourself in an hour or less, I would say, and... You really just need a soldering iron and you can have your own built pedal. It's a pretty cool deal. And it sounds great too. I, I had it running in my amp. I was, I was pleased with what I heard. Um, after building it, it's kind of neat to just, you know, say, Hey, I'm going to work on something. Then you go plug it in. It's like, makes awesome noise. Very awesome. satisfying. Man, oh man, we are so stoked that you guys were able to hang out with us. Um, we're going to slide right on over to, Big Jared. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Would You Rather? <laughs> yeah. This week's Would You Rather is brought to us by our friend Coleman Marchin. Yes, over on Instagram. That's right. So here's his Would You Rather. Would you rather have your absolute dream guitar but you can only play it through a line six spider. Oh boy. Now yeah, set to the insane mode. Okay. Oh, that's the kicker, wow. This guy's you know, that sadist. Yes. <laughs> it's gotta be in the insane mode, which probably sounds pretty insane. I would yes. guess. Ugh, uh, the name. Or have your dream rig, but the only guitar you can use is a first act strat cappy. Oh man, that's wow. a good one. That is a good one, everybody. <laughs> Tony, wow. what do you think? Both would actually make me want to vomit, but oh god, no! I mean, as as wow, that's terrible. Those are two terrible choices. <laughs> that's why it's I a mean, good one. You I know exactly yeah. what I would do. 
Well, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go with my dream rig and and risk it on the uh, the strat with copy. A, with the strat copy. Yeah. Are mean, you allowed to set it up, or do you just have to take it? I think probably just box. have to take it right, out, the, right out of the box. R- rusty strings and all. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's because that, the the insane mode. I have absolutely no idea what that is, but it probably is not something in my bailiwick. No. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's hear from Trevor. I would agree. Uh, I'd go with the first act with the, you know, with the dream rig because, in in my opinion, it's it's easier to make a to make a, a cheap guitar sound good through through a nice amp than the vice versa. Okie dokie, <sighs> Jared. Oh man, yeah i I would probably <laughs> go with the. Uh, <sighs> The first extract happy because I wouldn't want to play through the insane in the membrane mode. Right. That's for sure. What was the guitar that you get with the other one? Your dream guitar. The dream oh, guitar. Dream. It could be, you know, a 1959 Les Paul owned by Jimmy Page. Gotcha. For instance. Okay. John, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm going dream rig and first extract. Yeah, <laughs> wow. A little lesser evil. Yeah. <laughs> Todd, you going with the insane mode? I'm doing that because there's no way I'm playing a strat. (laughs) (laughs) I do it. Nope. Uh, (laughs) I'll just roll off the old volume and all we're saying is give strats a chance. No. No. (laughs) Um, All right. That was a pretty fun one. Thanks so much for sending that in. We encourage all of you listeners, just drop us a, drop us an email, drop us a, a direct message on Instagram and, and we'll uh, see if we can use it. Uh, send us your would you rathers. That was a good one. Thank you. Uh, uh, let's see here now, Tony. Yes, we have a couple people to thank, and then we're gonna we're gonna give a notice about this giveaway here. Okay, go ahead. So, is that what you want me to do now? Yes, sir. All right, let me get that up here. Okay, same as last week. Is that right? Correct, Amundo. Okay. At this point in the show, Todd, yes, there's a very, very, very special group of people that I would like to thank, that yes. we all would like to thank. Indeed. That includes Jared. Yeah. We like to call them our executive producers. And you might be sitting out there saying, what is an executive producer and how can I become one, more mm-hmm. importantly? Well, I would suggest going over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and then you'll be able to find a, a couple of different levels in which you can participate That's to right. become a patron, if That's you will, right. of this podcast. Yeah. And maybe someday make the Patreoner role. role. Yeah, you could do that too. You could. But I, I, forget I about that. Just jump right up to the executive level. That's right. Because you get a great bunch of swag. Yep. That's t-shirts and barefoot buttons and picks and stickers and all kinds, all of, stuff. kinds of stuff. Yeah. I think there's sometimes there's occasionally there's special giveaways that only that's our executive 100% producers. Correct. No, yeah. and that's not just the end. That, that is for all, all Patreons. Patreons. Oh, okay. All patrons mm-hmm. on Patreon. And we've got we've got a couple coming up. Yes. I'm just saying. Sounds good. Don't fall asleep at the wheel. Nope. Get on there. But what's, Jared, there's something special about being an executive producer. What is that? Oh, you get to have your name read on the thing. You get your name read on the thing. Yeah. By me, Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Do it. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do right now. Let's start with Doug Gann. 
All right. How about Tim Nowak? John Esterly. Chris Heidel. Tyg Harmon. Tyler Bray. John Anglin. Anthony Lanthrop. John Knowles. Stefan Lam. Michael McVeigh. Michael Senchuk. Brian Robinson. Jonathan Jerusik. Ken Sayers. Corey Nigro. The Carpenter from Boston. <laughs> and Brad Partridge. Michael Van Zant. Doug Christ. Darren Gregory. Chris Kearney. Sean S. S. John Daly. Martin Cliff. And I think I'm forgetting someone. No, Tom Barazin. All right. Thank you so much, all of you, for supporting our show. We love it you. means a, the world to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, John and Trevor, we have this pedal that we're going to be giving away, and we're going to uh, be announcing that, and that's going to go to our patrons. That's going to one of our patrons. So Woo-hoo. if you want to grab one of these pedals, the pedal, the one that I have in my hand, uh, you you need to get on that. Okay, so we're going to be giving that away to our patrons. Nice. Um, now, uh, John, where can people find Warehouse Guitar Speakers? WGSUSA.com. Perfect. And Trevor, where can people find them online? Uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, again, uh, WGSUSA, uh, Warehouse Guitar Speakers on Facebook. And then, yeah, you know, uh, musician's friend and uh, Stu Mac um, do a great job. Right. At, 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 oh, is that yeah. what you were asking? Okay, awesome. Tony Baloney, where can people find you? Let's just say you want a special pick guard. You're changing out pickups. You're doing all kinds of cr- crazy madcap things. Well, you just things. got some new speakers. So I love you it. Well, you gotta, you gotta put some lipstick on the pig, as yep. they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, go over to pickguardian.com. Uh, you can see some of the projects that we've been talking about on Instagram at pickguardian and the number one. And, uh, you know, just let me know what you need. I'll be happy to take care of you. Perfect. Jared. Hey, if you're looking for some pickups, um, some really good uh, either hand wound or machine wound, like the old vintage way pickups, uh, get a hold of me at uh, brandonwoundpickups.com. You'll see my email there and all sorts of stuff. And good old Todd here just gave me a nice bag of guitar knob stickers, and I'll be throwing those in with... uh, you know, the orders to come. Perfect. Hey, do you do rewinds? I do rewinds for $30 a coil. Wow. Wowzers. How's your turnaround time on that? Very quickly. Wow. That's excellent. (laughs) Yes. Thanks, Tony. Uh, You can send me a note, Todd at the guitar knobs.com. You could also direct message me on Instagram at guitar knobs. And if it's something specifically for Jared or Tony, we make sure that uh, they get that as well. Yeah. Perfect. All right, everybody. Thank you guys so much, uh, John and Trevor from Warehouse Guitar Speakers, for enlightening us all about how to replace our guitar speakers. Love Thanks so much for having us. Thanks, Todd. You better believe it. And we'll be uh, hopefully running across uh, both of you at some other point in time in the future soon. Everybody else, have a great guitar week and subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm chewing my lifesaver right now. Yeah. Voice the dust cap? See how easy it is? <laughs> He's not there. Dust cap.
Okay, that sounds great, Todd. We're just hanging out. Yep. All right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Dust cap. Mm. I had to hack up my lungs. I'm sorry, guys. Dust cap, thanks. So I'm not doing it good enough. No, you are. <laughs> I quit. Mm. Uh, that, that I don't like it. You're going to yeah. make me sick. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.